Hey, yo, what the f***? This is a pallet right here. The late night flight is paid for by the following. Time to play the game where we find out who's capping. It is... This is the game where we find out if this is the bullshit. I am not the short person that told Megan Thee Stallion to dance. That was Tory Lanez. This is the shortest Kenny Badger who's ever lived. Natsu and Nuru. And alongside me, as usual, is co-producer Smarts. Co, what's up with you? Nah, bro, you, you got to introduce me properly. Huh? You, you didn't introduce me right, dog. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And with me, as always, is TNLF sportscaster, newscaster, anchorman himself, Lion Letter. AKA co-producer Smarts. I'm here. How y'all doing? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so Lion, can you tell me what's going on in the news today? Nothing. Nothing? Um, there's a lot going on in the news. We got Juicy. Okay. Uh, we had uh Charvin. All right. Uh, plead guilty. Yes. Uh, to federal charges. Mm-hmm. Um, we found out that the uh, Megatron variant is not really that strong. We got co-producer Nate with us. We got co-producer Jers with us. Yeah, y'all want to say anything? Go ahead, say something. I'm serious. Go ahead. Wow. Yes. Oh. Very good. <laughs> Let's continue. A dumpster diving video that is currently going viral on the platform shows the amount of food that a user at Dumpster Diving Freegan, this is the person, Smarts, this is the person, at Dumpster Diving Freegan found in a dumpster outside of Whole Foods. Dumpster diving at Whole Foods is nothing like I've ever seen before. This is what the TikToker who boasts over 300,000 followers has said. Every time I come to this particular Whole Foods, I find cases of organic food that is thrown out well before its best by date. At Dumpster Diving Freegan claims that she found enough meat to feed an entire room of holes. Now I'm just playing. Oh. And it's <laughs> enough meat to feed an entire community. All right. Now, these are ranging meats from unopened containers of guacamole and yogurt. This is I don't I don't know what that means. But what does that mean? How would you, why would you have open, anyway, we don't get into that. I'm going to keep, I'm going to continue to read. The creator then goes on to say that because it was cold outside, all of the food is still good to eat. Huh? What? Unopened food in dumpsters? I don't know about that. She clarified in the comment section that she has been dumpster diving for two years now and makes sure to tell people where the food came from before she donates it. At Dumpster Vegan, I'm sorry, at Dumpster Diving Freegan says she has never seen any discount stickers on any of the items that Whole Foods has thrown out. Smarts, I ask you. Yo. Is it the bullshit that a raccoon has over 300,000 followers? Wow. Wow. Thanks. Yo. That is, ugh. Wow. You know, a raccoon actually have hands. They have like five fingers. Yeah, you yes, know what I mean? They yes. can they can yeah, scroll. They have opposable thumbs. Yeah, they can yeah. they can move it left and right and scroll up and down and and, and do a caption. Call a raccoon, bro. Wow. Easily, easily. All right, here goes the next one. <laughs> um, so I'm about to talk about the New York Jets. Uh, but Nate, you are a fan of the Cowboys and they are playing the Giants at MetLife Stadium this weekend. Oh yeah, definitely. And I will definitely be in attendance. Yeah. Um, because. I just enjoy watching the Cowboys smack the Giants. Yo, why you gotta be so disrespectful, bro? It's football. Just because you said that, watch me win. <laughs> in, the words, in the words of uh, Molly Quirm's new boyfriend, what can go wrong <laughs> will go wrong when it comes to the Cowboys. <laughs> that was so, disrespectful, yeah. <laughs> here we go. 
Former NFL player, former player for the New York Jets, Josh Bellamy, has been sentenced to three years and one month in federal prison for fraudulent, fraudulently, I'm sorry, y'all, for fraudulently obtaining $1.2 million in COVID-19 relief funds. Bellamy of St. Petersburg, Florida, was sentenced Friday in Tampa Federal Court, according to the court records. He pleaded guilty in this past, I'm sorry, he pleaded guilty this past June to conspiracy to commit wire fraud. Besides serving prison time, Bellamy must also pay restitution. Bellamy most recently played for the New York Jets, who released him from the reserve physical unable to play list back in September 2020, just days before his arrest. The wide receiver has been placed on the list of May since of that year, ending his season before it began. He signed a two-year deal worth $5 million in New York in 2019 and played in seven games before Sam Darnold got traded to uh, Carolina because the Jets suck. Wow. Anyway, according to court records, Bellamy obtained a Paycheck Protection Program loan of $1.2 million for his company, Drip Entertainment LLC. You know, maybe you should have let me be the CEO of Drip Entertainment LLC. That would make more sense if I was the CEO of Drip Entertainment LLC. Anyway, using falsified documents and false information, Bellamy admitted to using the loan proceeds on personal items such as jewelry and a stay at the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel. Is that the same place that uh, Kevin Hart cheated on his wife on? Don't worry about that, Jersey. Wow. Um, Bellamy also sought loans on behalf of his family members and close associates. But Bellamy isn't the only one. There's a South Florida woman that was sentenced Thursday to two years in federal prison for fraudulently obtaining a PPP loan. According to the court documents, Yashika Bain, 38 of Miramar, Florida, previously pleaded guilty to conspiracy to commit wire fraud as well. She obtained a PPP loan of $415,232 from her company, which is a microblading brow studio. It's called Microblading Brow Studio LLC. All right. They all got their information and they stuff written up by a man named, uh, what is this? His last name is Stowe. He was charged in June 2020 with wire fraud, bank fraud, and conspiracy to commit wire fraud and bank fraud. And his case is currently pending. So, Smarts, I ask you, is it the bullshit that now I see how a lot of small business owners who sell body butters, waist beads, and CMOS hair products were not making money, but getting money? P-P-P. Huh? P-P-P. Huh? P-P-P. Let me tell you something, girl. Shea <laughs> butter costs five dollars. I ain't buying no body butters for twenty-seven dollars. Get the fuck out of here with that. BS. BS. Super BS. And finally. Uh oh. And finally. And finally. You know, it never gets old with Kim Kardashian. Oh no. It never gets old with Kim Kardashian. Jers, does it ever get old with Kim Kardashian? I don't know. Depends on what you're talking about. Nate, do you think it ever gets old with Kim Kardashian? She's always into her antics, bro. Co-producer, what you think? It's about the money, baby. Yeah. Let me tell you something. If you want to go plastic, you go Kim. There you go. All right, here we go. (laughs) According to new legal documents obtained by BuzzFeed, the newest member of Saturday Night Live, Kim Kardashian, is doubling down on her wishes, making it more clear that she wants out of her marriage with the billionaire Sunday service Republican choir director himself, Kanye West. I called him Quiet. 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 Kanye West, okay? In her declaration, Kim Kardashian Esquire appeals for an end to their legal relationship, stating that no counseling or reconciliation effort can fix the marriage and adding that Irreconcilable. How you pronounce that word? Irreconcilable. Thank you. Irreconcilable differences continue to exist between her and Kanye. 
uh, these differences have existed and continue to exist between Kanye and myself, which have caused our marriage to break down. No counseling or effort will be of any value at this time. I have been attempting to settle our dissolution with Kanye since I filed for divorce in February 2021. I have requested several times that Kanye agree to perfecate and terminate our marital status. I wonder if she got that line like from watching like some old Johnny Cochran and just started rhyming. I don't know, man. I don't want to perfecate or terminate our marital status. Like, judge, like, you damn right, girl. You damn right. You damn right. <laughs> Or Damon Wayans in, in Living Color when he was in jail. <laughs> He's like, never mind. <laughs> the black dude, you know what I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about. <laughs> so Kanye, so Kanye and I both deserve <laughs> Kanye and I both deserve the opportunity to build new lives. Therefore, I am asking that my request to birthicate and terminate our marital status be granted. Kim K's new legal filings just come days after Yeezus publicly begged for her to come back to him live on stage at Kanye and Drake's Free Larry Hoover concert in LA late last week. Smarts, I ask you. Mm-hmm. I ask you, Smarts. Nate, I ask you. I ask you, Nate Jers. I ask you. Mm-hmm. I ask you, Smarts. Let's go. This one is real easy, honestly. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. It's simple. Is it the bullshit? That even after being worth a billion mother dollars, is it still cheaper to keep her? You ain't gotta answer that! Listen, let me tell you something. Kim Kardashian has four kids, three of them through her stomach, okay? She already knows each kid is at least worth $4.7 million each, okay? And then you're already married to the billionaire. She definitely knows. She's trying to get that divorce thing tied up in a hurry. Real quick. Her middle name is now Alimony. The key to the whole quote was there's no value. Thank you. F*** you. I want to f*** Kim Kardashian too. Bye-bye. Wow. It's a bunch of us. I'm in the guy. Everybody on a Martin, everybody marching for a young nigga like me to get tsunami on it. I'ma get it, I'ma win a baby. I'll be on my curry till I crash a bird 40 on the Yeah, I'm acting nerdy if it's at the appellation to the appellation. I'ma do whatever that it takes to make a black a nation. Hold on. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Sweets, and I'm your chief flight attendant. On behalf of the pilot and the entire crew, welcome aboard the late night flight. And here is your captain, the Now River of New Jersey. The pilot of Tuskegee Training, the greatest Henny Badger who has ever lived, the creator of Black Pilot Radio and the Late Night Flight. Here is the victorious one, Nassour Nuru. What up, passengers? We are first in priority. Donate to the Cash App dollar sign the Late Night Flight to get this work from minorities. The Late Night Flight podcast, oh, you never heard of it? Well, listen, my man, turn up the turbulence. Catch us on these Apple Podcasts and these Spotify services. iHeartRadio, YouTube, the Late Night QR scan. Download Audible. Download Amazon and hear us back and forth like a U-Haul van. Don't you know? Don't you know? I started out not ahead of you. Now I am the pilot of my own plane with the better view making sure you can hear all 72 episodes wherever 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 podcasts are available now let's take off 
previously on the late night flight. Jers, I know you um, saw True Story because you was telling us about it. Absolutely. Bing bong. Bing bong. Bing bong. And I watched it. I watched a few episodes. I think I'm on like episode six. Did you get the chance to see it yet? I am on episode one. I am 30 minutes in. Okay. And I got some... I got some critiques. I guess we're going, we got to run it down like we did with BMX. Yo, we got to. I, ain't yeah, think, I didn't sure. think y'all was going to want to talk about true stories. I didn't hear nobody talk about it. I mean, it's a play on his real life situation. So, yes. Yeah. It is. Okay. Yo, Nate Funny is Because he's like, he was like Teddy J. <laughs> Teddy J. <laughs> Oh, oh we, got, we got your name. Oh, we got you. Oh, we got you. Oh, we got you. See, that's what I'm saying. Hold on. Hey, yo, hold we got on. Your name. This is good. This is <laughs> <laughs> this is the late night flight. Nassua, Nuru, Teddy J, Smarts. It's so funny because Nate is here with us. Yep. And Nate do not even know. He don't even know the meeting that me and you had, Smarts. And his, the funny part about this is this. Nate, look at me when I'm talking to you. Check me out, right? He gave you the name. You, I now, gave you now the name. I tried my best to say, nah, nah, dog, nah. He said, yo, <laughs> this is his name. And I, I ain't going to lie. I'm co-signing on it now. You know what I'm saying? And then another name that we came up with, because we about to do these sportscaster, uh, these little sports news anchorman type of gigs that we want to do. So we all have newscasting names. Now, uh, Smarts, what's your name? My name is uh, Leon Letup. Leon Letter, which is a, uh, what's it's, it's a, a play it's, on it's words. It's a play on Wolf Blitzer. Yeah, yeah. It's the complete opposite of Wolf Blitzer. So uh, Leon is a play on Lion. Yes. But he said I should name myself Lion Letter, right? I thought it should be Lion Letter. Lion Letter, and Personally. I should spell it Leon. Yes, you should spell it Leon, <laughs> but it's Lion. So you know what we'll use that, Lion Letter. Lion Letter is dope, you it's know what I'm saying? Complete opposite of Wolf Blitzer. Yo, so I do not like to call uh, Jers Teddy Bear at all. But I'll call him Teddy Riley, Teddy J, something like that. You know what I mean? But his newscaster name is Ted Tuffer. Yeah, Ted Tuffer. <laughs> I'll take that. And I'm Congo Connor. Wow. Congo Connor, yeah. Oh, and you know what your name is? Mr. Wow. <laughs> hey, yo. I'm like, yo, why you just give my man... Like the best Mel review name in, in Yo, Silver Springs, we, Maryland. Like he, he, get, he getting the back, uh, like he getting the background music and everything. Don't worry Yo, about it. Oh, hey, Yo, I'm a, I'm a look. Spoiler alert for the listeners. So I went on YouTube to try to find some of this Mel review music, and all I got to see was men that was built like us, Nate, dancing around. I said, I ain't doing this. I ain't doing this. I'm not sharing this with Smarts. Smarts got to look at this while he uh, while he editing. We ain't doing this. Some, some Chip and Dale. Oh my God, it was crazy. Yeah, some 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 Nick and Dale going on. <laughs> but anyway, we was talking about true stories. You know what I'm saying? What a great limited series this is. You all right? Or what it may be a great, or maybe nah, not you so said great it right limited the first series. Is it? No, it it really is good. Thank don't you, don't get it messed up. Thank you. Kevin Hart is okay in it, but we'll get to him. Jers, toss it to you, sir. Y'all gonna give him a round of applause? You ready? On three? Uh Uh-huh. One, two, three. Okay. Y'all some disrespectful <laughs> Negroes, man. I thought laughing my pain was Come good. on, yo. He, he deserved a better one than that, bro. This was dope. No, no, I was we, engaged, right? All right, no. I no. was engaged? Let's do, let's do it. No, let's do it a little bit more, a little bit more enthusiasm, Sparks. You ready? On all three. Right. One, all two, right. three. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, laughing my pain was still better. I thought it was, yeah. Mm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... 
Y'all can feel how y'all want to feel. That was one of the best dramedies Kevin Hart has put on in his career. Um, shout out to Wesley. He did his thing. It kept you engaged. It kept you wanting to see the next episode. Um, for those that don't know, it is a playoff of something that took place in his real life. Um, I don't want to speak too much on it, but it was a situation that happened in Vegas. He got caught with a chick. His girl found out he was cheating. She died too and came back to life? Whoa, I said a play. Oh. <laughs> I was just asking. Off of his real life. Off of Oxycontin? A, a play. Spoiler alert. Off of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But anyway, it's a real dope series. And everyone who watched it says the same thing. I think this particular series that he put on, the acting in it, um, again, shout out to Wesley. Like this dude just came back and just started killing movies. Like I don't understand what's going on. What, what, what movie you think Wesley Snipes been really good at in the last two, three years? Because I think there's been a new resurgence of Wesley Snipes. Like I don't Blade remember is the back. name of it, but it's that Dolomite joint. That Dolomite movie is good. Yeah. What, what do you think about True Stories? Um, I think True Stories was pretty good. Um, I think it was his best series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know I'm saying. I think so. Um, I do got some some peeves about it. Okay. If you, yeah. If you a Samsung person, just go ahead. If you're in this room and you got a Samsung, just uh, go ahead and switch over to iPhone. I've never seen nobody open a phone with that while they sleep. I don't know. He put the phone to his brother's face while he was sleeping, and the whole world opened up for him. I thought that was kind of stupid. I, I thought that was bad for me. For me, that was like, oh, that wasn't realistic. Uh-huh. So if you got a Samsung or an Android, <laughs> just go ahead, just get rid of it, throw it in the trash, and wow. come over to the, to the dark side. But um, <laughs> as far as the as far as the acting goes, Wesley did a really good job. I think Kevin Hart did a, a really good job in his acting. It was convincing. Everybody convinced me. All the acting was pretty good. My boy, um, from um. That that played the fan. He did. He he always acts really good. But in every film he yeah. get, every film he in, he get the short end of the stick. In every film he in, he was juice in Sons of Anarchy, and he was, <laughs> um, and 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 then he was in um uh uh, uh the Marvel movie uh Luke Cage. He got the short end of the stick in Luke Cage too. But he always he used to be always that guy. But anyway, Hold that's on, my wait, wait, one one out of ten. What you give it? I eight. Eight out of ten. All right, I'm giving it a nine. That there's, I'm get, I'm taking one off for out of the ending. The ending is what my pet peeve was. Okay. okay, okay, okay. All right. So, Eric Newman is the writer, creator of this show. I think he is the MVP. He helped me. I'm a wrestling fan. I believe in. I know what's about to happen, but if you can make me watch this story, listen to this story, even though I know how this ending is going to go, God damn it, you're a great writer. This is a great writer. Episode one, you knew Wesley Snipes had something to do with this. You don't know what level crime boss he was. You don't know in Mario World if he was uh, crime boss number one, level three or level nine. But you know he was somewhere in between this whole thing. I'm serious. You just, you just, yo, if your younger brother, because I, I, to be honest with you, I love my older brother, but this is why I don't hang out with my older brother. It's like, you know that this person know your vices. And because you're family, you want to just be like, look, at the end of the day, we family, it's whatever. You're supposed to have my back. You know, I'm going to get ripped. I'm going to get, you know what I mean? I'm going to act a fool. You're supposed to have my back. You're supposed to be able to get comfortable with your family and they know that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Couple of oxy pills, oxy cotton pills later, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> a woman half dies in your bed. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. yo, 
this is not a good friend or a good brother. You know what I mean? And I like, I like the fact that even though I knew that Wesley Snipes had something to do with this, spoiler alert, I didn't know what level he had something to do with it. I didn't know how much he was responsible for it. You really didn't know. It, the seven episodes actually got to take you on a journey. I appreciate that. And I know um, we, we tried to record this before and I was just talking about people being interchangeable. So, Jers, hear me out on what I'm saying because I have no problem with you disagreeing with what I'm saying about it being interchangeable. But here's, my, here's the point that I'm making. Kevin Hart, or the kid, he played a millionaire star. That's what he is right now. I'm not saying that you can't do that in real life to like play basically a cosplay version of yourself. I'm not saying that. It's just that it's hard for me to say this person show range when you're basically being you. I can create a movie. I do actually. I have two, I have two ideas. It's either going to be called Black Pilot Radio. It's a short film. Black Pilot Radio, not because I'm short. Black Pilot Radio or <laughs> The Late Night Flight, right? And realistically, if I did the black, if I did Black Pilot Radio, I would have to get my business partner, Cam, to go cast us a younger version of me. Cause I wouldn't want to play myself in Black Pilot Radio, which takes place eight years ago. But if I want to do the late night flight, I could do me right now. I could play myself. And it might come off pretty good because I know how I want to be on the show. That's simple. That's why I'm saying is he's interchangeable. Not because he's like bad in it. He's not bad in it. It's that Tony Baker can be that, that comedian. He can be that, that person that plays, well, he won't be played the kid. He'd probably be played the adult man, but still the adult man <laughs> would be pretty good in this movie. You know what I'm saying? That's my point. That's all I could really say about the movie. Um, what I would give it, hell, I'm going to be honest with you. I give it, I give it an 8.7 out of 10. It's actually solid. Like, it's nothing wrong. Like, yo, honestly, I'll say this and we get the hell out of here. It's 10 minutes, 24 seconds. We did really good on this one. So hear me out. On Netflix, right? The problem that I have with Netflix as a streaming network, they always want to give some deals like, this is a limited series. It's going to be here like two, three more seasons. Like, honestly, it should keep it there. This, this should be it. This should be it. It shouldn't be no return, none of that, unless they're going to do... Now, this is how you know it's great writing and the actors are interchangeable. Because let's say Eric Newman wanted to do this again. He could just get a ground... He can get Tiffany Haddish on this. And it'll be just as good. Another true story. Another true stories. That's why I'm saying it the way I'm saying it like that, Teddy J. I, I like where this is going. Let me we dabble. We going to talk about Jesse? We going to dabble. <laughs> we going to dabble a little bit. Do that, do that on the next segment, please. Make sure in the, in the beginning you know how we do. All right, thank you. All right, we're going to do a little dabbling, all right? So, so, it seems as if the four men that's in this room right now, we are in a heavy, heavy debate about the greatness or lack thereof in the acting career. Just the acting career, because as a comedian, we know he's funny. But the acting career of Kevin Hart. Some of us say he's a... Uh, you want to do it with me on three smarts? Ready? Yeah. One, two... Three. Oh, okay. 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 All right. All right. Yeah, he's all right. I, I really like that for my pain. It's really good. That's... And some people think he's great. I like that. End wow. <laughs> Who think he's great? Okay. You don't think he's great? No. What do you I, think he is? I think he's a decent actor. I think this series uh -huh. was fire. It was. It was. I gave it a nine out of ten. It right. was. Yes, it was. I think this series was fire, but I'm not going to put him up on the upper echelon of actors, I don't even really consider him. I got. I wouldn't even put him in that same category because he's a comedian first, always. All right, but with that being said, out of the great comedian actors, let's go 
Red Fox, Richard Pryor, Martin Lawrence, Eddie Murphy, Kevin Hart now. I have to say Eddie Murphy is number one with a bullet. He has Did shown the Jamie most Fox? range. Jamie yeah, Foxx. Please say Jamie Foxx. Ja- oh, definitely Jamie Foxx. My apologies to the world. Who's Jamie Foxx. I would say Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy one. showed the most range, in my opinion, as far as comedy and dramatic acting. If you watch Dream Girls, you watch the Dolomite movie, and then you go back and just watch Coming to America, Trading Places, 48 Hours, 48 Hours 2. Dr. Doolittle. Dr. Doolittle. The, the distinguished gentleman. Norbit. Yes. Boomerang. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he, Harlem Nights. Harlem Nights. I mean, yo, yeah. And Eddie. Golden Child. Eddie produced. I love that movie on the low. <laughs> Facts. Yo, I love that movie on the low. He produced a few of those movies too. And on top of it, did the one thing that I really, really respect as a black American. Like he put the other ones on. Holly Berry, Samuel Jackson. You got to see who these people were before they are the stars they are right now. I think so, we saw James, Dave Chappelle. You saw yes. Dave Chappelle. I did see Dave Chappelle. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Not only on his films, on Eddie Murphy films, but even on Martin Lawrence films with Blue Street. Yep. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, Eddie Murphy made it a business for him to have Dave Chappelle yes. in, in, in film. That is correct. That is correct. He wanted to put that young man on. So I have uh, tons of respect for all these comedian actors. I think that like, as far as Kevin Hart, he's good. He's definitely great in comedy. There's no conversation about that. I think uh, the way he does like the, and I, I got to say it like this, the little man complex sarcasm, he ran that down. He does it actually better than Cat Williams. When Cat Williams, Cat Williams wanted to be this, this, uh, this pimp image. And of course, I think in the black community, Images is kind of funny to us a little bit. The way they, the way they just you know straddle around with mm-hmm. the hats and the suits and they they histrionics is funny. But Kevin Hart, what made him, in my opinion, not only better than Cat Williams but relatable, he just took it from a, a sense of family. He wanted to be like a regular human being with it and make everyday's regular situations occurrences funny. He did and he did that. He done that well. It just doesn't um, translate to movies for me. For me. You know what I'm saying? Like, when I saw Get Hard, like, yo, like, okay, you with the same person that basically do what you do. And y'all both, in my opinion, like, this, this movie is a little trash to me. You know what I'm saying? But so, Get Hard? Get Hard was definitely trash. It's very trash. It's trash. You know what I'm saying? He but, makes she makes some trash movies. But hit me, but hit me out. Then he comes with The Rock, who's not funny, just more of like, just like wrestling funny. Which movie you talking CIA about? CIA was good. CIA was good. Not great. I think that acting it was a good. was better. And, and, and didn't he pull up in that other movie with The Rock from um the Fast and the Furious uh franchise? Yeah. What was that movie? The Rock was it in? was uh Hobbs. Hobbs. Um Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs yeah. and Shaw. Kevin Hart and, was in that? Yeah, he was on the airplane. He was on a plane. Mm-hmm. I gotta yeah. go back here watch. He was doing he was doing he was playing Kevin Hart. It was a Kevin Hart. This is what I'm saying right. about Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart is so big, you know what I'm saying, that he's not 5'8". Now I'm playing. Kevin Hart is so big <laughs> <laughs> that he can play himself in a lot of movies. And it's all good. It's like how Marilyn Monroe was in the early 50s and 60s. Like, she just get to be her. Let me just come out here and just wear a skirt. It's like, yeah, sure, do that. Do that, I, Marilyn. I could give you three. Mm-hmm. State property. Yes. The Upside. Is, the that, is that the name of that movie? The Upside. The upside? Yeah. He was in Street Property? He was in Street Property. Pro- was he, I was about to pa- say Paper, paper Soldiers. Soldiers. No, was it Paper Soldiers? It was Paper Soldiers. That's the one? Yeah, I think it's Paper Soldiers. He wasn't in State Property. He wasn't in State Property. Where Beans was like, 
That was Paper Soldiers. That was Paper Soldiers. Right, well, that one. And he was good. I, I don't know why, and he was good in Paper Soldiers. In that movie, no, he you know, was good like, in Paper Soldiers. He I was funny in Paper I, Soldiers. Yeah, he was. He was. No so, conversation about right, that. So we got to take that one out because he was funny in that one. Yes. I want to go with more serious roles. So I'll mm-hmm. go with The Upside. Yes. I'll go with True Story. And honestly, I can't name another one unless I'm forgetting something. Why did I get married? He was a comedian in that one too. Yeah. Did y'all see the movie with him and Brian uh, Canston? Breaking Bad Guy when he's the in the upside. That's the upside, right? The upside. He was okay in that. It was good. I thought he was really good in that. Okay. He was. Night school? No. With him uh-uh. and Tiffany Haddish? But that was no, his was, best. That was his com- best. That's comedian. That that's was his best comedy. Kevin Hart impression. Like, all- like, like you, like I said, off on when we weren't recording, Tom Cruise does his best. You know, impression of Tom Cruise in a lot of he, movies. Yeah, in a lot. even and, and in, we love it. Even in the uh, the movie where uh, Jack Nicholson uh, lied at what's the what's that what's that movie? In a, you can't handle the truth. That movie. That movie. Damn, I don't know the name yeah, of that movie. It was, it was, whatever. Top Gun. Courage Under Fire or something like that. Nah, All the nah, Impossible. I think it's in the line of Mission fire or something like that. Or Jack Reacher. I forgot what yeah. that was. But in Tropic Thunder. Okay. Yo, phenomenal. That was the best. He actually put a wig Yo, on. He yeah, actually yeah, wanted yeah, to yeah. act it out. No, that was definitely, in my opinion, I'm with you. That was the best Tom Cruise. That was the best Tom Cruise ever. His best ever. His best to me was Jerry Maguire. Yeah, he did Jerry really Maguire. good in Jer- Jerry Maguire. It's one of my favorite. It was just Tom Cruise as an agent. Top Gun, Tom Cruise as a Tuskegee pilot. <laughs> all right. You know what I'm saying? That's all it is. Um, when he played Jack Reacher. Short white man that can do action stuff. Mission Impossible. Another short white man that can do impossible. He does the same thing. It's, it's Tom Cruise. It's Tom Cruise. That's right. And I just feel as though like if Kevin Hart is going I to dominate them. My, my, to conclude this, if, if Kevin Hart wants to be this type of dominant, honestly, even though I, I, I did smack him around and just say, you know, he was okay. All he has to do is just be himself. The next 10 movies, all he has to do is just be Kevin Hart. I, I think Kevin Hart should make that movie that he was making in True Story. Mm. And I think that might change some things up for him. He needs to do what Jamie Foxx did. And I feel like he's slowly trying to go in that direction. I mean, Jamie Foxx is next level, though. Yeah, Jamie Foxx, since y'all putting Eddie number one, mm-hmm. Jamie Foxx is number two or one B. Like, he's the best comedic actor in my mind. And more versatile. Jamie Foxx's versatility is insane. Outside of him being a great actor, he's a great comedian. He's a great musician. Yes. So he's a triple threat, definitely. And that's I was gonna say Eddie Murphy is the same thing. As an actor, he's a singer. He's a good singer. He's a musician. Mm -hmm. You know, he's all those things. Yes. Actor, comedian, musician. mm -hmm. Jamie Foxx, actor, comedian. Musician, and right. he's and Eddie Murphy is great at nothing and women. Wow, wow. <laughs> yeah, he got mad kids, bro. and and men apparently. Wow, wow. we'll be right back. <laughs> this is the late night. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Like, what the f***? This, that pilot right here. Why the hell you lying? Why you always lying? We talking about Jesse! Stop playing call We talking about Jesse? Yes. Jesse! True. <laughs> the small of the X, Jesse! Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. We're going to have to let that one comment sit right there. Only because we talking about Juicy Small Yay. I don't want nobody to think <laughs> that we would try to. We not like that. We not like that. We don't care. Lee Daniels, we don't care. It's all good. This is not where we was going with it. It's crazy. So Juicy Smollier, this guy is incredible, Smarts. He had the nerve to go to court, Jers. And this is what he wanted to tell people, Nate. Now, mind you, we all know. Charles Barkley told you on live television on TNT. Hey, yo, man, why you over here lying on television? Yeah. Why are you over here lying on television? You all lie on two Nigerian men at that you know they ain't say that that well. You know they ain't even say anything that you said that well. You know that. You know that. You know that. And besides, these are Nigerian men. They come from, look, I'm half Nigerian, all right? They come from the, how can you say that? The scheme of poison, okay? They're not going to just throw bleach on you. They're going to make you drink some tea and then you're going to just pass out, all right? Mm-hmm. This is, these are lies. And the nerve of him, the uh, absurdity, if you will, this man went on the stand and told the same exact story that we all know is a lie. Under oath, bro. Under oath. Look, here goes my point. I'll let y'all say whatever y'all want. Here's my thing about Smolier. Smolier, for, for those who do not know, and I didn't know this until I started studying uh, Smolier four or five days ago when you, when you sent the, uh, the article. Yeah. Yo, did y'all know that the Smolier family is something real? Yeah. As far as the kids? Yeah. It's like four of them. First of all, they led by the woman, uh, Journey Smolier, that was up, that was in Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country. Yep. Yes. What did y'all think about Lovecraft Country? That was Yo, great. I'm amazing. mad they canceled it. Yeah. Amazing. You know what? Okay. I'm gonna say this real fast about Lovecraft Country. Now, it wasn't my thing. It wasn't my it wasn't my thing. But what I will say is this: season one was really good. What they did wrong was they sacrificed the star. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't you don't do stuff like that. Like if you want this, if you want your show to be season two, season three, season four, you don't just let go of the star, especially in Black America. You could do that bull with Jon Snow and Game of Thrones. You know that white gonna get to stay on for eight years. They don't care. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When you do insecure, you gotta be perfect. Right. Facts. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, but I, I thought the show was pretty good myself. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Not was, my cup of tea, but when I like watched, like I binged on it, I was like, yo, this show is all right. Yeah. It's deep. And visually, and visually, visually amazing, it was a yeah. time piece. Yes. Like the time, all that was great. Yeah. And great. they did, they did very well in um combining different genres, different time frames, different um, just so many different elements to make the show what it was. Now they did oh. they did like sci-fi sci-fi history right. thriller very well. Right. Very well. Like with they, a touch like, of drama. With a touch of drama. Yes. I agree. You know what I'm saying? So the Smollier family is this teenage mid-30s about to be 40 sensation. Like it's four of them. Two, two of them are over 40 but the ones that we know Jesse Smollier Juicy Smollier as I like to call him and then his sister Junie, Jury, whatever her name uh-huh. is. I don't mean to say it like that. Not whatever because she's a, she's a fine woman but 
this sister. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, they out here on these streets. And my here's my thing. This is why I wanted to talk about this for a little bit. Because I wanna I wanna know why black America is so mad at a point where we want to see this man locked up. Because in my opinion, as a person that grew up in entertainment, I see this as publicity for him. In two, three years, whether he get locked up or not, he's gonna be on another TV show. That's how I see it. Juicy Smollett is not getting canceled even if the black, the black Twitter is trying to cancel him. The Smollett ain't getting canceled. Why are we putting up so much time in trying to say this dude is exiled from the community? No more Juicy Smollett. No more half Jewish, half Polish, half black people in our community. What's going on here? All right, so I would say the only reason why people are like really crucifying him because you're playing with real fire by staging a hate crime. And we're not, us as a culture are not really known for staging hate crimes. Now, there are other cultures that stage hate crimes and they're in the news. And we don't want to, we don't want that narrative to be turned on to us. We always get demonized and things get turned and then people make it seem like we're the ones that's always doing it. Mm -hmm. So when black people scream racism, there was a hate crime on me. You don't want to go to Jussie, Juicy mm -hmm. story and Jussie. use it <laughs> and use it as a reason to disregard something that may have really happened to you. Mm -hmm. So staging a hate crime is like one of the worst things that you could do. It's like crying wolf. But what do you want to what what do you want to see happen to him because he cried? Um, I mean, if I do, you want me, him to go to jail? Me personally, me personally, I don't want to see him go to jail. Okay. But I don't want to see him working. So you want to see him technically canceled? Yeah. How long? Forever. Okay. I no, mean, yeah, forever. I, yeah. Because because if because if you can do that, if you could do that's for me to your own people to your own people, and you put that kind of spotlight on us when something actually happens to somebody, they can say, "Well, they be lying." Look what look what Jussie Smollett did. That he he's doing the same thing. Jers, isn't he already canceled? No. No. He hasn't been canceled since they took no. him off of Empire? No. No, he kissed another man and left. That's a joke. I don't know. No, they <laughs> legit took him off of the last season. Yes, but... They, well, they wrote him off. Yeah, they, yeah. Wrote him off. They, they wrote him off, but when this whole legal thing it's goes bad. away, there's, the, there's going to be a path for him to get back. People apologize. I think he's staying forever. They go, they go on an apology tour. You know what I'm saying, and then they're back in the in the good graces of the people, and then that people, you know, it's over. Jers, tell me this. Tell me this. What? Because you just said he's uh, staying forever. This is a however we want to look at it. He's a celebrity, and they have they these are paid actors. They like, in my opinion, they're going to get another gig. So tell me, what do you think that staying forever looks like in his eyes? Like, as he's a celebrity, Stay, just, staying forever looks like Julia Roberts' brother. Staying forever looks like what's my man name? Ah, uh, light skinned cat. He played the dancer in the movie with Chris Brown. Um, that sound like Juicy Small, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, y'all know who I'm talking about? Light skinned cat. Wow. Nah, Let's talk uh, about Drake. Damn, he played in mad movies. When I when I but that's what I think. Cancel forever. I know you like, talking about the dude that beat up his girlfriend. 
That was they had the, all the, the domestic violence. Yeah, uh, I just can't remember stuff. his real name. I, he's, man. he's back acting now. He's in. He's back to, acting. He's in to the game three now. Yeah, but he yeah. He, he's he's B list acting now. Yeah. So that's what I mean by staying for a notch. I know. He, I know he's talking about. I don't know his name I right now. I just can't remember his, his name. He was crumping. He was the one that was crumping and stumped the yard. Stumped the yard. Yeah, he played Chris Brown's brother. I'll look it up. Y'all keep talking. All right. So Chris Brown died, right? And then he was the one who kept going on. He was he was dealing with Megan he, Fox. He was the, the one. Not Megan Fox. Megan Good. He was the one serving people and you got served, I think. Yeah, he was yeah, one he, of them guys. He yeah, was yeah. He was. I don't know about you got served, but <laughs> I think that was... um. Bump, 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 whatever they name is. I think that was them dudes. You know what I mean? But yeah, man, I, I just feel like, yeah, bro. Like, how you feel? About him being canceled forever? Because I, I, I think he already is. I mean, listen, to, just to go off of what Smart said, right? If you could come at your own people, I, I, I'm with it 100%. Mm-hmm. If you can realistically come at your own people to save your own skin, like, I'm all for it. Like, cancel a dude forever. I don't want to see him go to jail because I never want to see another black man be incarcerated. However, if you can target your own people for your, for your own personal gain to get out of a, a, a jam that you curated yourself, yo, take away as much as you can without putting a man in jail. I, I just think it already, you know? it's already in motion. And crying wolf is, is, is the worst. Like, crying wolf is the worst. Okay, so... I did some research. Oh man, crying wolf. I did some. <laughs> that is crazy. I did some research. I feel bad that I'm about to say this name because it's like this name probably belonged to me. His name is Columbus Short. This is the late night flight. Nasua, new rule. Teddy Bear J. Oh, I can't believe I just said that. Yeah, you know you what? Did, bro. Oh, you yeah, lucky. You did, bro. Oh, you lucky. Oh, you lucky. I, you... I, I need Mr. Wild on that one, bro. Hey, yo, listen. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> hey, yo, when I keep thinking about the name Teddy Bear Jers, though, I think about the Muppet Babies and the dog that does the music. Why you don't use that character and put that on your chain, like a Waka Flocka or something like that? Because that's not me. I am the one and only life-size Teddy Bear, my guy. What's, what's his name in real life? <laughs> what's the Muppet Baby name that does the music? The dog. I'll I figure no that out. Clue. Don't worry, America, you heard that. You go figure that out for me. Email me at uh, thelatenightflight at gmail.com. But anyway, I got my business partner here with me. He loves fashion. He knows fashion. He's a, what would you consider yourself again when you do weddings? A groom's concierge. A groomsman concierge. Can you explain to five men that's in this room, including yourself, what the hell that is, please? So think about basically what the wedding what the wedding planner does for the bride and yes. the attention that she gives to the bride. Yes. The groom is typically neglected. So what I do is I come in and I put I uh, come in and give them that undivided attention that they need uh, on a smaller scale because again they're not they're the co-star of the wedding but it is their day too so I, I do everything from styling I make myself available the day of to help them with their things because most time they're just I mean there's some married men in the room they're probably just put into the hotel room and left to fend for themselves right sometimes they don't even eat or have have drink have water water to drink. They might got some liquor, of course, but you know, you got to remember to drink water or they doing a toast out of red cups. I make sure that it's a, I'm making sure that it's a, it's a highly curated experience. We doing toast out of glasses. I bring my uh, document, my groom's documentarian and uh, we get the photography, the videography and we capture the entire experience from, from top to bottom. So. That's dope, bro. Yeah. Word up. That's dope. <laughs> Hey, yo, hold up. What's wrong with married men uh, drinking out of red solo cups before they get married? Nah, that's not how you toast. That's not a proper yeah, toast. Yeah, it's, it's not, not a, a proper no? toast. No? 
Uh-huh. It's not a proper. We tool. doing that right now. What's the nah, problem? Yeah, I, we chilling though, and it's, it's not your wedding day. <laughs> It'll never be. Don't worry. All right. Anyway, listen. Hear me out. We are here because while we was working out five o'clock in the morning at LA Fitness, you sent me this article. Yes. About Hill Figure. Uh, you said birthing. The the article says birthing on Hip Hop Wire. The article. The, the that's that's the title of the article. I, I get that. No, no. And that's a, that's a that's what they call a very a juicy hot headline right there to let people know like yo Tommy Hilfiger said some BS and also was drawn to this because yes. uh, April Walker a legend in in, in streetwear and hip hop yes. culture yes she is yes styling, she is uh, she said she a quote that he gave was I was the first designer to do streetwear that's what Tommy Hilfiger said that's ridiculous that is ridiculous so let's just go right from there can you tell America why you a fashion savant that you are why in God's name this is some bullshit? Yo, uh, the reasons are abundant. Uh, that's why this is bullshit. Um, but the thing that I would like to lean into is I don't want to talk about like the facts or anything. I just care about the audacity for this this uh, man who is not of the culture to come in whose clothing was, a, was brought in because of a psychology that is within our culture to shop at affluent brands to help elevate our personal statuses. For him to have the audacity to say that he birthed it when it's us who flipped his prep style to accommodate our lifestyles and made it cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I think the audacity for him to have that and lean into it, claiming it so much is where is, uh, is what's bothering to me because it discredits all the other brands that were out there that designed and created branding and lifestyle clothing for the culture, designed with our aesthetic in mind. When Tommy Hilfiger first started, our aesthetic wasn't in mind. So you can't say you birthed streetwear when you weren't intentional with the aesthetic. Because we weren't, we were still wearing the prep clothes, the rugby's and the polos. We just flipped it to our style. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. You weren't creating mm-hmm. anything for us particularly. We still was rocking the jeans. We just bought them in just the 90s. We just bought them a little bit bigger little bit so bigger. they could fit how we wanted them to fit. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, so we weren't going into Tommy Hilfiger and pulling, like, oh, looking at the mannequin and saying, yo, that mannequin look fly. Let me rock this cable knit sweater tied over my neck with this rugby polo and these khakis. Like, that's not what we did. We was like, yo, uh, we we was watching Method Man walk, rocking Dockers and rugby's and Timberlands and flipping it and throwing on a Scully or fitted with a uh, with a Sherling uh, Sherling leather over it because that's how we was flipping it when we brought it back. So mm-hmm. we made it cool. We adopted the style. And what he did was he saw how he can monetize and capitalize off this opportunity within our community and how hip hop was influencing the world. So if he can be the per, if he can say like, oh, hip hop is wearing my clothes, so you should too, because hip hop is cool. Now all you doing is pivoting your, all you doing is pivoting your business model for your personal gain. You didn't do anything for influence. We influenced you. That's facts. Not only did we influence him, we influenced a, a bunch of designers during that time. Right? Coco Chanel, there you Carl go. Lagerfeld. You got to look, look at, look, look at who was wearing the Dookie ropes and the good. Like, yo, let, let, if you want to take it back to history, like black. People of culture, black people have always been influencing style and fashion. But the most impactful in my generation, in my lifetime, is the dope boy. Period. That's what I was getting ready to say. Like, so who you think really, like, who, who's the influencer when it comes to hip hop? The, the ultimate, the number the, one influencer. The number one, the number one influence is the dope boy. Why? Because that was our, that was our immediate image of success. They always had the nice cars. 
They always had the flock clothes. They always had the cute girls. You know what I'm saying like they was always doing they was always doing what we felt like was aspirational. So what happened was when hip hop when when hip hop was birthed and we were starting getting money in this music and we were starting getting money as athletes and getting real getting to real paper, what did we emulate? We emulated our models of success, which only made the brand of hip hop and culture that much more uh pervasive mm. in the world because now not only not only are you looking listening to our music, but you're also fans of our athletes. And now you're seeing that, that now you're seeing what they're doing. And like now you got that's why you got Allen Iverson, who in my opinion is hands down the most influential athlete fashion-wise in in history. He had Asian wearing cornrows. Like, 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 let's put that in perspective. To be honest with you, not, not even to cut you off, but AI made the NBA stop wearing suits. Yeah. Other way around. Uh, no, he did. No, he made the NBA start yeah, wearing suits. No, no, no. But but that's what I'm saying. Like, cause he wasn't doing. No, okay, no, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. okay. That's the point that I'm making. He was like, yo, I'm coming in here with my white tee and my jeans no, so and wait. make you love me. You know what I'm saying? He did that, and then it was come on, this is when the NBA was still controlled. This was David Stern's NBA. Nah, this facts. wasn't LeBron James. Still this wasn't Adam Silver, <laughs> LeBron James NBA. It was like, nah, nah, AI, we see what you're doing, we ain't letting you do it. Nah, so I, and it I, took about two months for AI to be like, I'm gonna put a suit on. F- it. I'm gonna put a suit on. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, like what, what, what AI, what he did exactly with bringing it back to Tommy Hilfiger, what he did was mm-hmm. in the NBA, what he did was he went there, he was like, look, there's no dress code. So no one says I'm have to wear a suit. So I'm not going to. Right. And because he didn't, he influenced other people to not have, feel like, feel empowered to not have to follow that. Although me, me, me and Jers are not condoning. Kyle Kuzma doing big ass pink sweaters before the game. We do not condone that. Nah. I condone but it. No, but you like, condone yeah. it? I can wear what he wants, man. Oh yeah, my God. Wear what the he man want, had bro. a he had a six foot eight quilt on, yo. Chill. You're a millionaire, man. He, he wear whatever he wants. I'm man. just saying, you'll wear a sweater, not a blanket. But continue though. Nah, I'm sorry. But what I'm saying is, is like if you want to keep you want to keep the analogous together, you want to keep the analogy together, would you say like when AI came into the league, there was an unwritten standard of what? the dress code would be. Yes. No one said they had to wear suits. They just wore suits. Yes, exactly. Why? Because at that time, popular white culture or unpopular American culture mm-hmm. at the time, mm-hmm. the, 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 the image of success was a suit and tie. Yes. So that's what was emulated. But when I, AI got to leave, he was like, yo, I'm successful and I want to wear what my image of success was. So what he did was he just wore what he, what he thought what that image of success looks like. Let me finish. No, go ahead. And then... What he did, he empowered the other people who look like him, who come from the same background, to follow suit. And then the NBA, what they did was they uh, imp- they uh, implemented the uh, the dress code. But what Tommy Hilfiger did was he saw like, yo, I didn't design these clothes for this aesthetic. But instead of him impl- implementing a dress code as a businessman, since his business is fashion, he saw that there was a correlation of improving sales, opening being introduced into more markets, getting more wholesale accounts. So he was like, yo, look, let me pivot and let me go into this hip-hop lane a little bit. And now Tommy Hilfiger, I would say, in my experience, is arguably more famous for Tommy Hilfiger boxes on Aaliyah than they are for cable dick sweaters. This is the Late Night Flight. We are live from tape. It's me. It is Teddy Bear J. And it is my man, Nate. Oh, man. Nate... Nate, my man, I remember we did our mixtape. Well, it was my mixtape, but he was on my mixtape a long time ago. It was like, I was at least 20 years old. And he ripped it. We did the uh, the Summer in Miami beat with Jim Jones. You remember that? 
You don't remember that? <laughs> I, I wrote the hook. You sung it. I had yeah. three girls like the next day, like from the hood over there on Elizabeth Avenue was like, who that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm over here trying to take your shot. Like, I wrote that though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I don't care about that lavish voice he got. You know what I'm saying? I wrote that. Come yeah. holler at my short ass. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I don't know if you like this or not, but your new name is now Mr. Wow, Nate. All right? <laughs> it's now Mr. Wow. Wow. Hey, Smarts, I don't even care what he say. Cue up the music. Just cue up the strip boy music, all right? Just <laughs> <laughs> We gonna put that on a t-shirt. Hey, yo. Nate, how are you, though? How, how's everything? Though, I'm bro? well, I'm well, man. Life is beautiful. Yo, you always. are. You're <laughs> such a chill individual. You look high as hell, Mike. Bro. I just want you to know, Now, bro. you know he don't do that. You know he don't do that. I know. No, You know what's funny about him, though, Jers? He... Yo, so I'll be smoking in the front, right? I'm smoking in the front of the studio. He'd be like, hey, yo, man, why you got that? Why you putting that toxin in your body, son? Why you doing all that, right? Then I come upstairs, he in, he in the studio chilling with a couple of beers, having some fun. I'm like, yo, what, what's going on over here? What is, and you want to know why I don't want to have relationship segments with people trying to tell me what to do. Wait, you mm-hmm. seen him drink beer before? Yes. Beer? Yes. I've never it, seen you drink was, beer, my It guy. was a Corona. That doesn't count. Oh, I, I'm about to say, I've that never is, seen you drink beer, It was a Corona light. <laughs> so, so check this out, fellas. I'm going to read something, all right? I'm going to call this reading. I'm going to read something to you, all right? This is from ESPN. Well, this is according to Yahoo.com. But this is two ESPN personalities. Former NBA star and ESPN analyst Jalen Rose announced on Wednesday that he and fine first take co-host Molly Kwong. My God have filed for divorce, all right? Now, here is uh, what the, here is the, the statement. I don't know if it's a joint statement. Oh, yes, it is a joint statement. After being separated for almost a year, no, this is from Jalen Rose Page, I'm sorry. After being separated for almost a year, Molly and I have officially decided to go our separate ways. We both agree remaining friends and colleagues is the best course of action for our relationship going forward. Please respect our privacy at this time. Now, that's funny. How do you put that on your Instagram post telling people to respect your privacy, but you just told the world that you got divorced? Now, I'm not going to talk about their situation. We're going to, I got a whole nother question for the two of you, but I just want to get into this real fast. So I find this hilarious and absurd because the two show wedding pitches on ESPN that they got married. That was a whole thing. Now, because they want to keep their careers because they're probably making like six-figure type of deals what they have on their TV contracts. They want to make sure that ESPN don't fire them because I ain't going to lie. If I was the old executive white man from ESPN, I would have fired both of them just for making that public statement. Like, who told you to tell the world that not only you're, not, you're getting divorced, that you were separated for a year? So for all I know, Stephen A. Smith could have been over there and sucking you too. You know what I'm saying? Imagine Stephen I mean, A. Smith. Imagine Stephen A. Smith talking about some. Let me tell you something, Molly. Let me tell you something, Molly. You over here talking about Dak Prescott and Aaron Rodgers got more touchdowns than whatever. Let me tell you something. They both got more touchdowns than you got husbands. How about that? Wow. You know that's an actual rumor right now, right? Is it? Yeah, it's an actual really? rumor that Stephen A. was smashing Molly. Wow. Yo. I mean, is smashing Molly. Sorry. <laughs> Yo. Like, I mean, I think ESPN probably told him to make that public statement. Mm-hmm. Just a safe face. Just a safe face? Yeah, because you figure when they got married, they were posted all over ESPN. Yes, definitely. Right? They were posted all over ESPN. So in my mind, and please correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. but ESPN probably told him, hey, make this statement. Mm-hmm. Make it cordial. Make it nice. And if you don't, we're going to can you. Because 
like let's say let's say what Jerz is saying is that is is accurate, right? Stephen A. Smith is smashing shorty. Okay. And it comes out the light. Uh-huh. Right? Right. Then that makes ESPN look bad. That's true. My only thing I wanted to say about that was I just wish they went and told the world that they got married. Like we just find out on right. our own or through social media, not through ESPN. No, but you you gotta see. All right, marriage is supposed to be a great thing. It is. No, right? right? So right. ESPN is is what I would hope. Is is a family oriented entity, but just because you got a bunch of right crazy wing Republicans telling you if you don't can this show, can that show, we not watching. Right. It's it's like yo, listen, marriage is a beautiful thing, but what what we also know about marriages is that half of them get divorced, right? I mean, so why, why take that risk? I'm just saying these are personalities; they're interchangeable. You can like get rid of them and get two new people to, to uh, do first take and whatever the case that uh, Jalen Rose is doing. That's my thing. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like they can easily get a job at FS1. But you know what, fellas? That's not even what it's about. Here's the speculation stuff that I know you two gonna love. So here is my question for you, fellas: Is it better to be married coworkers? Or is it better to use the workplace for what I believe the workplace is for when you meet the opposite sex for a woman that you like? Just <laughs> Jers, I start with you. Is it better to be married co-workers or just, or buddies? just buddies? Yes, at work though. <laughs> this only can be someone from your work. You know what I mean? This this is not... So imagine your work wife. You know how they be like my work husband or I'm work wife. I'm going to go with buddies. I do not... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think I could work at the same place that my wife works at. So I'm going to go with... Okay. You want to elaborate on the buddy thing? I just, you know, we smash. We, yes. You know what I mean? We we may or may not be dating, but it's nothing more than that. You think you can handle that? And you think that's something you can handle? I'm not saying that you can't handle it. I've done it before. You've done it before? Yeah. Okay. And then she became your wife? No. <laughs> oh. Not the same woman. Oh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this was I was in between wives at this point in time in my life. In between wives. In between wives. <laughs> you sound like you sound like ESPN right. when I hire you. <laughs> you sound like ESPN should hire your ass. No, 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 no. Ain't you know one of my coworkers ain't smashing my ex-wife though. You sound so, salacious. Yeah. I like what's going on yeah. with you right, right now. <laughs> but I mean your life is lavish. <laughs> I think I think you you made a very valid point. So I think it's what you can handle, right? What you can handle. What you can handle, because you know, some of us enjoy the work wife with benefits, right? right? And some of us enjoy the actual wife, you know what I'm saying, at work. And the workplace is a funny place, right? So you may not, you may be working in the same organization as your wife, but you may not necessarily be in the same department, right? So if I'm in one department, you're in one department, and I have a work wife in my department, you got a work husband in your department, that may get a little... Mm-hmm. Mm. Sticky. A little sticky. A little sticky, a little right? Sticky. That's when you got to figure out, like, listen, listen, look, look, Joanne, Kimberly, look, be honest, we be at work nine to five. You know I like both of you. You know, look, I be giving y'all Starbucks coffee every day. You, you know what's up? That's dangerous. I'm just though. thinking in my mind, look, and you know I'm married, but hear me out. Hear me out. Listen, listen, don't, don't, listen, don't, don't, don't break from me. Listen, look at me. I'm thinking Friday night, I already, look, I already got the preservation. Let's just go up to Buffalo, New York. Where's this going? Yo? And let's live our lives. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm about just f- all right. Let me tell you something, yo. Sometimes when I be on Instagram and I see the women I used to have sex with at from work and I see them with their new boyfriends, I just be like, yo, if only they knew. Ooh. If only they knew that if I was a cubicle away from this woman today, 
I'll be getting that. <laughs> this guy. This guy. I prefer while working. Okay. I do not want to be married to someone that I work with. Not because I couldn't handle it, but because I would, one of us would have to be the traveler. And we would have to have a type of career that would get to leave the house. Listen, I'm going to just be honest. For all I know, that woman probably cheating the hell. You know what I mean? She could be flying to LA three times a month. Got a whole new work husband over there. Whole family over there. But that, but that's what I'm saying. That's the dangerous part about it, right? I'm just saying it helps me get a nut without doing more than what I need to do. Right. She has a double life, and I'm fine with and, that. And you can handle a double life. I can handle a double life, especially a life that I don't know nothing about. But what if you do know about it? So I'm, I'm clear. We still just <laughs> while working, right? Now nah, you're talking about a whole wife having a whole double life. But she's my, she's not my wife. You just said she. I was in the whole crib together. No, no, I was just saying I prefer while working. Like if the woman that I was having sex with was married, right, to a man that was in LA because she was traveling. Okay. Oh, oh, I see what you were saying. You were talking about. I did also say if she was like if I'm married to this woman right. and she had a whole nother life. Okay. Right. You'd be devastated. I would definitely be devastated. <laughs> I would. I was. I would definitely be devastated. You'd be hanging from the ceiling. Bro. I would be hanging from the ceiling. I would probably fly on the. I would go on the plane to go to L.A. Then get so mad, jump off the plane. Like <laughs> you'd be. You'd be like lost. <laughs> That's I, like I just, okay. So. <laughs> so. Not, not, not to, not to. There's a a thing, though. There's a work wife, and there is, there is, like, there, there's a work, there's legit a work wife, a work husband ideal, right? So, for instance, I don't know if have you seen you? Yeah, I've seen it. Oh, I'm about to say like myself. I mean, like, like you on Netflix, dog. You know, like they fancy me as conceited. I got a mirror in my house. (laughs) Sure, sure, I did. (laughs) You talking about? So, like, there's this, there's this, uh, the third season of you. Okay. Is out, right? And one of the most interesting things is um, Joe has a work wife, a real wife, mm. and they actually... Oh, like they get to, they get along with each other. No, they don't get along with each other, but they actually meet up. Oh. Right? They, they have a, a slight confrontation, right? While he's like paralyzed on the floor somewhere. And he's like, oh, what's about to happen? Wait, this is a man who has two wives and paralyzed? This man is a genius. Who no, is this he guy? He has a real wife, a work wife. But he's a, like a serial killer type of thing. Oh, oh, he's not paralyzed. He's he's just no. He's, he's paralyzed because his wife wanted to kill him because copy. she found out about the work wife. And she's crazy. Okay, okay. So those. <laughs> Yo, you need to watch this show, bro. <laughs> you need to. <laughs> so that's the type of situation you put your, you set yourself up for. Thank you for flying the late night flight. Shout out to all the pilots who contribute to the fastest rising podcast. If you want to contribute, DM us at. The late night flight. Hey yo, what the f? This is a pilot right here.